listening to The Burn. Gaming stuff, blazing fast. Welcome to a new episode of The Burn, a podcast about gaming done blazing fast. I'm Aviv Manach. And I am Omer Kaplan. How are you? Long time. Well, two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> the normal amount of time. Yes. No, we... yeah. Hello, how are you? Normal amount of time. <laughs> we are so far um, uh, standing, or how do you say it? Um, accomplishing our yearly resolution of not missing an episode. Yes, and January, right? So not too, too bad. Yes, uh, <laughs> almost three months. <laughs> <laughs> we could have done it last year if you were not in the headspace of, no, I have to go to the place where I have the g- good microphone and not record at home. Yeah, well, we made, it, we made it. COVID made it happen for us, so it was right. good. Uh, COVID yeah, made you realize you can record from home. And then, yeah. And then also that we can work from, not from an office, which is, I haven't, I've, I've been that's, like... That's my, my five, usual. I've been to the office like five times since, like in a year, so that's pretty crazy. <laughs> before, uh, before COVID, I would go to the office once a week. And that's also required like b- blocking two and a half hour, hours each side of the day for the, <laughs> for the train ride. So that wasn't very like um, efficient Fun. use of my time. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I was working from home. In other news, today I got my PlayStation 5. Ooh. And it's right now downloading or transferring or whatever the data for the place, from the PlayStation 4. Um, Despite the fact that I, I did like cloud backup with PlayStation Plus and everything, but okay, I, I, I leave it to transfer. I did. I haven't played anything yet, but I would say the, the in, initial reactions. Uh, the controller is better. It's it's a bit heavier. The the uh, buttons are nice, and and I'm saying that f- from um, a perspective of someone that loves DualShock Four better than any other controller I own. Uh, I, I like it better than the Xbox ones. I like it better than... I have a um, 8-bit door a controller for the Switch, which is in itself a very good controller. And the PlayStation 4, the, the DualShock 4 is, is better than that. And the DualShock 5 is even better than that. They improved on the controller. Uh, they also improved like everything in the user interface. It's like... A, 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 a huge difference. You're almost want, want you're almost making me want to go buy a TV and then buy a PlayStation Five to connect to the TV. But <laughs> so so yeah, the, the after the console arrived, I went online. I paid for a new 4K TV because now that I have a PS5, I need a 4K TV. It's the same. It's going to be the same size. I have a 40, a 43 inch screen right now, and I'm going to stay with a 43 inch screen uh, because that's what I can fit in my office. But uh, but yeah, it will be 4K, and I will watch glorious resolution of games and Netflix. Oh, yeah, it should be amazing. 
I'm actually excited, by the way, for today's game. So let's get let's get to business. Okay, you, you don't like me uh, talking about the PS5. It's it's on topic. I, yeah. I'm staying on topic. No, no, I, I know. I like I, I like that you talk about the PS5, but I'm more excited about you talking about today's game. So okay, so play. let's do like the opening and stuff. Uh, so we are the Burn, a podcast about gaming, then blazing fast. In each episode of the show, we discuss a game we are playing and maybe like it and maybe don't. And then we talk about current news topics uh, that we have something to say about. You can listen to every episode of The Burn on the website, theburn.live. Um, you can also find the links to uh, subscribe to the show on whatever uh, platform you use. Um, you can also visit twitch.tv slash isol.me where I stream. Uh, we don't live stream this podcast specifically because it's too short, but I do some live streaming. I live streamed uh, last on, on last Saturday uh, about four hours of Dyson uh, Spear program. That was cool. A uh, week before that, I live streamed some uh, Unreal Engine game development, which was also cool. So come along and um, um, chat and hang out. That's the, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the game of the show this week, or this episode, because we do this bi-weekly, is Persona 5 Strikers. Um, listeners of the show and followers on <laughs> Twitter and stuff will know that I'm a bit of a Persona 5 fan. Just a little bit. I have... I have a, a, a not so small tattoo of the Phantom Thief logo uh, on my arm right now that I got three weeks mm. ago. So, so I'm a bit of a fan, and uh, I I knew that Persona Five Striker was supposed to come out. Oh, but I was like, I don't know when, and I don't know anything about it and stuff. Um, it also like 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 the original, not original, but like most Atlas games uh, came out in Japan and then took like six months to get to the West. So that's a thing as well. But uh, like on the week that I got my tattoo, I realized that Persona 5 Strikers is coming out and I was very excited about it. Apparently it's also available for every platform on the planet unlike the previous persona mm-hmm. 5 which was a persona um a persona uh a playstation exclusive uh, strikers is available on pc and switch and xbox and wherever you want to play it but i bought it on the playstation so what is it it's a spin-off game it's a spin-off game that is a direct story sequel but with completely different gameplay it is developed by the studio behind Dynasty Warriors um, that mm-hmm. also made uh, the spin-off for Legend of Zelda, the Hyrule Warriors. And it's very interesting because this this studio, the, the, this game development company only does one game. Like for <coughs> they exist for like 30 years and they only do one thing and they do it very well. People yeah, they do it pretty well though. People, people that like their game love their game. That's the thing. Um, the, the Hyrule Warriors game, there are two of them, Hyrule Warriors and Age of Calamity, were not hugely popular 
um, specifically Age of Calamity um, came out and was a bit bugged and stuff. So uh, there was some concerns about Strikers, but Strikers is excellent uh, performance-wise and presentation and everything. Uh, it's, it's a very close uh, relationship with P-Studio, which is the developer of Persona 5. So everything about this, this game is Persona 5. The menus, the style, the, the performance, uh, whatever, all the characters, all the music, the amazing, amazing music. There are, there are remixes of some of the old track from Persona 5, which are great, and there are new tracks, which are also great. Not on the level of Royale, which really brought some amazing new music, but still, great soundtrack. It's a Persona 5 game, but not really because the gameplay is entirely not a Persona 5 game. It's not a JRPG, it's a Dynasty Warriors game. It's a massive combat brawler where you fight hordes of enemies uh, real-time and you beat the crap out of them and stuff like that. They did a very, very good job transferring the Persona 5 characters and Persona systems to this game uh, you have your persona and all the enemies all the the enemies are the shadows from the previous game and they have their weaknesses and strength and you need to match the attacks you do against them but they added an additional layer um, where each character and there are nine characters have their own unique fighting style what you didn't get in Persona 5. Like, in Persona 5, the differences between characters were mainly what type of at attacks I can do to hit weaknesses, and that was about it. And some of it was really stupid, because um, one of the characters, for example, um, Makoto, she's a very, like, in-your-face... Well, she's not aggressive, but she, she likes... She... she um, knows um, self-defense and, and like martial arts and her old characters is like a, a brawler type she has she has a how, how, how do you call the um, rust like knuckles and stuff so her whole character design screams uh, uh, um, an aggressive like in your face melee fighter but it has none of that in the actual gameplay of Persona 5. Uh, she is like all uh, female characters in that game. She is half magic, half healer character, which is completely um, not, don't match what her story is. And also a bit like sexist uh, because only the men in that game are like the physical fighter types. It's stupid. Uh, but anyway, in Persona 5 Strikers, they changed that. They gave each one of the characters their own unique fight style. So Makoto is the actual um, f martial artist that can like lend a thousand punches on, on people. Um, Yusuke, in the original game, fought with like big... Um, big Japanese swords, katans and stuff, but that again was just flavor. It, it didn't do anything. But in Strikers, he, he is actually has a unique katana fighting style where his strikes are slower and more methodic, and he can like do the the thing where you charge your blade and unleash like a thousand cuts uh, in one swing and stuff. 
so so it's really cool now uh if you play this game uh, on the normal or hard difficulty you will probably see all of this and try to like learn on the skill and maximize and everything because the the gamer needs it uh it's get it, it get pretty uh, i don't know if hard but it's challenging i lowered the difficulty to easy because i don't really care for the combat uh, i like the uh, hitting enemy weaknesses part so i focused on that i lowered the game to easy i mostly use joker and joker's fight style is uh well his, his special quality from from the previous game is that he can hold many different persona a la Pokemon, so he can hit a bunch of different weaknesses and stuff. So that's what I do. But if you want to get really deep into the combat, you can. There is vast space for you to experiment and try different things and use different characters. Um, in the original Persona, um, they had seven characters you can use in your party and this game introduced two new ones one of them from the beginning and another one uh, about halfway through so more variety uh if you played persona 5 royale they didn't include anything from royale in this game i think it's because the the this game and royale like the expanded version were developing the same time so they didn't want to use the story or they didn't have access or whatever so it doesn't contain um, spoilers for royale it does contain spoilers for the base persona 5 game so if you if you haven't played persona 5 first of all uh, you wouldn't want to play this game because it's it's like it mainly caters to persona 5 fans and also uh, you will want to play the original first because of spoiler and stuff. Um, but on the other hand, if you are a Persona 5 fan, um, the gameplay is completely different and there is nothing of Persona 5 beside the character and the, and the story world and stuff. So there is no time management, there is no uh, relationship building and stuff like that. Um the the game is fairly linear you travel from city to city you fight battles in the metaverse uh there are some cutscenes and stuff there there is like a um a bond mechanic with the entire group but it's mainly like a progression thing it's not uh it's not very deep so if you liked persona 5 because of the characters because of the world uh and the stories told on it you will get more of that here if you like Persona 5 for the JRPG elements and the time and the uh, time management and stuff, uh, that's not what you will get. So uh, bear that in mind. I'm about 30 hours into the game, uh, and I'm about to get into the final act or what the game tells me uh, that's it's the final and uh, the final act. Uh, so I will place the game on easy difficulty at around 35 to 40 hours. Obviously, if you if you play on normal. Uh, it, this will probably extend to, I don't know, 60 plus. Uh, so it's a $60 game. I don't know if it has an amazing value for that price. Maybe wait for a discount. But overall, if you're a Persona 5 fan, I highly, highly recommend Strikers. 
Any so, questions? Or... Okay. <laughs> yes. So what I'm about to say will either make you very happy or very upset. So we'll see. I'm leaning towards like 60% upset. So every time, every time you talk about Persona 5 in the past, in the JRPG sense, I was like, ah, I really want to get into it because you really like it and we cannot have the same taste. And I just like, I see the, all, all the JRPG mechanics and relationship building. And I was like, and like matching different elements. I was like, and the characters are like, so I was like, nah, I'm not sure it's my type of game. However, and this is the part where I get curious, when, you know, you talk about strikers, this is like all the stuff I like. It's just, you know, it's a big brawler, like various characters, different styles, and like a good old-fashioned beat-em-up game with whatever stories. I know it matters to you, but like I don't know the series at all. Um, so like looking at strikers as a non-Persona 5 friends, this might be what gets me into this series. Maybe. Just because, it, yeah, just because of like how... You know, explosive and like how the cool the characters. Are. You can play as a cat. Like, why wouldn't you play? As a cat? <laughs> yeah, you can. Uh, and and uh, curiously enough, he's the like the main healer in the game. He gets all the healing and uh, reviving and stuff. So, and I see there's like a combo system going on and like yep. different interactions. So it's like they bring all you know all the stuff that I think it's like looking from the outside, right? Because I haven't played like Persona Five and Four and all the stuff. Like looking from the outside, everything that's like cool and what I I want like and you know that type of game to be, but not in the RPG sense. So I'm I'm actually curious, like as a totally non Persona right. Five fan. Yeah, I so just I just because... think that uh, there would maybe like major holes in the story you don't really get uh, if you play this game first. But if it's your thing and you will get to know the characters and you will find stuff about the the world and and everything and you will learn like what are the personas and and the whole like hundred plus of them and what are all their weaknesses and attacks and stuff uh and then you can move over and play the main game and you will have an amazing time maybe yeah, I mean, yeah, and, you know, and I'm already sold because they said there's a great soundtrack, and one of the things I'm actually looking oh, for in yeah. games are like oh. re- really great soundtracks. I was like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm into it. Probably gonna wait for a discount, but yeah, yeah I mean, I, this is like 100% on my wish list. Uh, Although, if you're planning to buy it on the Switch, you'll maybe wait for a long time <laughs> before it's discounted. No, I think. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna translate well to a small screen experience. I feel like I want to do it like on my PC or. If for for whatever reason it ends up on Stadia, even better. Yeah, like, if it, if it if it happened to to come to Stadia. <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah I can I think I no looking at the graphics I think I can run it on my on my PC like decent. It's quality, not a heavy game. It's not a heavy game. Yeah, it seems seems and like that. I, I uh, was I was surprised when I downloaded it. It's only sixteen uh, gigs, and I was oh, like, cool. and I was like. 16 gigs that seems small is this a small game so but no it's not a small game it's a medium game persona 5 yeah, is a very 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 large game where you can play for 170 hours yeah probably. but you probably don't later. have to <laughs> yeah although uh, no, but like you so everything about it seems cool. Uh, I'm actually curious. I'm gonna wishlist this game, and I'm going to watch from the sidelines. It looks like one of those games that scratches like your like your brawling itch. I was I used to feel that hole with um, 
Soul Worker, but now it's like dead. I don't know if you heard. No, nope. probably not. Don't know any- so, anything man, about that game. Soul Worker is like take that, like take Persona Five Strikers. It's pretty much like the MMO version of that kind of sorta. Um, and I used to play it a lot, and now they they they're a pretty insane thing where the Western publisher lost the I'm probably paraphrasing, but the Western publisher lost the rights to publish to the Korean publisher, and then they just said, okay, well, uh, in like 15 days, we're closing out the servers, and all your progression is gone, and all the other stuff is gone, and you're just gone. So all of the people are just like super upset about it, rightfully so, because it's years of progression just erased. Um, so I used to fill that gap with Soul Worker, um, and I always in the market for like a good brawling anime type game. So that's going to be cool. One of the, yeah. one, another nice thing is that uh, there are environmental um, objects that you can use during combat mm, nice. that have uh, certain effects. Uh, and some of them are really cool. Uh, there, there is one map where there are skateboards and you can get, get on, on one of them and like uh, skate through the enemies. Uh, and there is like there is like a puzzle element when uh, you you there is a cage and inside the cage there is a, a treasure chest uh, and uh, another place in the level you find a button and when you press the mm. button it summons a horde of enemies and there is a timer and you need to get from the bu- from the button to the the cage that was opened but the only way you can do that as I found out. It's by skating. You can just run there or anything. So that was pretty cool. Okay. So this is like more like layers baked into it. That's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. The, okay, the, so, dun- yeah, the dungeons are all fairly unique. The, the first three, three dungeons are uh, fairly unique and fairly large. Although the second one is kind of samey, but uh, still. Um, it has its own, it own things. Uh, the second and third dungeons are a bit smaller. I was kind of, I, I can't say disappointed, but um, it, they're more story focused and has um, less of what the first one have. Although, to be fair, the first ones are built around the same concept. You have three uh, three places you need to, to get to open the final boss room and stuff. And then in the fourth and five dungeons, they break uh, this um, this pattern and change it. So that's good because if the entire game was, here's a dungeon, you need three keys in order to get to the boss every time again and again, that was very mm-hmm. boring. So they changed that. That's good. Nice, nice, nice. I'm, I'm excited. Cool. I'm excited to finish it, kind of. Um, (laughs) As much as I love the franchise, I don't really see myself playing this type of game for 100 hours. 40 is enough. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, it's it's like a nice consolidated action experience. You you get your characters. But after that, I'm going to buy Yakuza like a dragon, and Ooh. that's an interesting, uh, a little tidbit because there is an Easter egg in Strikers in the, I, I tweeted about it in, in the like two, two three f- first hours where you get to a movie theater and a character says something about the movie and the movie is called Dragon Like a Yakuza. 
And it's interesting that they, they include this reference because those two games do the reverse for their franchises. Yakuza is a brawler series. You go around mm-hmm. Tokyo or another city in, the, in Japan or something, and the combat is entirely brawling based for the, for the first seven games, zero to six. Uh, but then and in Yakuza 7, like a dragon, they switched it to a JRPG combat system. So they did the exact opposite of yes. what Striker did and included it as a, as a reference. Uh, and that was, uh, that was cute. Uh, so yeah, I want to buy uh, like a dragon and play like a modern day JRPG with like, not with monsters and spells, but with real people. That's really interesting. Cool. That's interesting. Yes. All right. You want to do the you want to do the news? Yeah, go for it. The news. Okay, so then, yeah. So we should have like a transition for the news. And now the news. Um, <laughs> no, so let, this, let me transition. So for this, oh, this was very nice. So <laughs> for this week's news, we have one thing I'm very excited about, and one thing I am mildly excited about. <laughs> the first thing is there's uh, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game in the works, and it's a Shredder's Revenge. It's a remake, almost as like the I, I feel it's a remake of the NES games, almost. Uh, it's going to be developed by a company called Tribute, Tribute Games, uh, and they another thing they developed is Mercenary Kings, which I absolutely love. This is a great game. If you haven't played it, go play it. Um, super good on the Switch too. And listen, this is everything I wanted. This is the old school TMNT with like the old school like enemies and weapons. It's really reminding me of either the NES game or the remember like the big arcade game where it's like it was that and you had like a separate set of controllers per turtle with like different like buttons for each one. It was great. Um, so I. I don't know even how I found out about it. It's just like pretty random and uh, it's coming up. What do you up. mean? It was everywhere. I heard about it oh, for like it? three days straight. Oh, okay. Well, Literally I, I heard everyone like... shared this. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I'm not in the everyone sharing <laughs> platforms, I guess. So I kind of like randomly found out about it. I don't know. I think it was Reddit or something. And I was like, yes, this is exactly what I need in my life. I don't need anything else. Just like give me this game already. I'll take it in early access, alpha, beta. Like I want it on my own platform. Just, you know, it's gonna be great. Um it's gonna have multiplayer, it's gonna have like really cool stuff. It's literally, you know, I I'm always in the market for a good like beat em up game and I tried Switch of Rage. I tried the Devolver one where you're like a proud Russian person and just tons of like gory stuff. It, I think it's called like Mother Russia Cries or something like that. No, 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 it's Mother Russia Bleeds. Yes, so, it is. Uh, yeah. So it was that. But like, what can be better than like the original? Well, it's not the original, but like one of the best beat em up games I ever played. Um, so I'm yeah. I'm excited about it. I'll buy I'll buy all the DLC. Just you know, already. <laughs> to be honest, um, I have zero interest. Uh, <laughs> beside beside the fact that it's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game, 
I didn't play the 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 original. Uh, I don't care for beat 'em ups. I don't care for retro games. So zero interest. Yep. But yeah, so I mean, it's not, I mean, it's gonna be like the original. Yeah, I spent so many hours on the like the NES version that uh, I, I just I'm just gonna have to get it. Like, there's no there's no world in which I don't get it. So, and I mean, it's not gonna be super expensive. So Probably. it was nice. So over the moon, happy that it's even a thing. Um, yeah, and it's gonna it's gonna have multiplayer and co-op. So uh, if it have like matchmaking, that's like it's gonna be like super amazing. Like that, we'll see. Uh, so that was that, and then the other one is the super incredibly high valuation Roadblock IPO. They you know, the IPO in like with a forty-five billion valuation. So I, you know, I am I'm not the target demographic. Now. I always get exposed to Roadblock like Roadblocks every now and then, and then I just went up like and had a deep read of like how they got to where they got to, and I was like, oh my god, this like this thing existed in like a parallel universe to where like my gaming life is <laughs> and you know they got like 37 billion gazillion users or something like that it's like 30 30 billion users with like two and a half hours of gameplay per user like on average per day it's like oh my gosh this is in this is insanity it's like a huge company that i like it's so far away from me it's pretty crazy uh, it's like I don't know Lego yep. scale. I don't know. It's like nuts. The um, the only knowledge I have of, of Roblox is that if a streamer or YouTube uh, or, or YouTube content creator uh, is is playing Roblox as as the major uh, primary game, uh, we basically can't offer them anything because the the audience for those. Uh, channels is is young children uh, and they don't buy mm-hmm. stuff so yeah but oh my god i can yeah the basically i think like looking at the like reading through the data more than like 50 something percent of their like audience is like under 12 so mm-hmm. yeah but i mean it's great like i i you know i was doing some like you know, deep like digging into it and you can it's basically almost like a high like low tech like maker community so you actually you learn how to do stuff and you create games like i don't know it's a super cool so far away from like where i'm at in my game life is but it's pretty amazing this thing exists like i'm mm-hmm. i think i'm actually excited to learn more but oh my gosh like the valuation i you know i really hope they admit that you only care about this because of their money uh, I only want them because of, because of their money. Now I'm actually like you know I don't know. It looks kind of it looks kind of like high take Lego 2.0. I don't know. It's it's interesting. Okay. Like I like I you know I got exposed to Minecraft and like the the connection between like Minecraft and like programming and Python and all that stuff. But like Roblox in that sense, I you know until I read this news, I was like, oh my god, Roblox apparently is a thing. So. I'll tell you what, you need to check um, a thing called Core. Core is um, like a fork of Unreal Engine. Uh, the, the URL is, is just coregames.com. Um, it's a fork of Unreal Engine. They offer the the everything everything they have for free, I, I think. I, I saw a bunch of, of uh, ads for them and a few people on, on Twitch using them. 
and it's basically Unreal Engine, but with uh, um, a simplified interface and a, a, a library of assets, a huge library of assets. And you and and it includes like both the game engine and like a games library within it. So people make games within it, uh, and you can play their games, and you can um, you can add and iterate on their games as well, uh, and you can oh, cool. start your own stuff. Uh, and there is a way to earn money through it and and, and stuff like that. Uh, so it's it's really it's really cool. Um, they advertise a lot uh, through game development channels, which I watch. So it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm definitely taking a look. It looks really nice. Like it looks like different genres and different like stuff. And yeah, the assets. I mean, if the, the stuff here that like they're giving away for free, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Like everything you need to create a game. Yep. It's like yeah. Uh, yeah, I used to mess around with something similar like way back in the day, but like not as polished. I want to say. Um. Cool. Uh, so that's, that's my new. Yeah, one thing I'm super excited about, the one thing I probably don't know too much about, but should. Great. So yes. uh, this is all we have on the show today. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Omer, for being here with me. Yeah, yeah thank you for bringing Persona 5 Brawler mode. This was very exciting. <laughs> Uh, don't thank me. I just talk about it and play it. Um, you can find us online on Twitter. I'm at Isel and Omer is at Omer Kaplan. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, comment and leave your reviews on your preferred listening app. You can find all of them at TheBurn.Live. And as always, our opening theme was created by Ann Dorco with vocals by Fishy Twitch, both on Twitter as well. Uh, This is it. Thank you very much. And you will uh, hear from us on the next episode. Goodbye. See ya. Bye. Bye.